Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Indeed, time for the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. Listen on the mobile app, too, if you're out and about. And you can also listen on the smart speaker. We've got Nerney and Derek Thomas ready to roll today. Road Dog still fighting off. Uh, something's going on with Road Dog. And we are pleased that he is not coming in and sharing that with us here at the station. So that said, let's get to work, Nerney. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, Jim Harbaugh did not get the Minnesota Vikings job offer he was going for yesterday on college football's National Signing Day 2. Reportedly, Michigan officials were elated that he didn't get the Vikings job. And now Harbaugh is telling them this will not be a reoccurring issue going after an NFL job. The optics overnight to me were just awful. For most coaches, doing something like this would be a fireable offense. Scheduling an interview for another job on National Signing Day 2. Now, I checked in with my Michigan source overnight. He was a captain of the Michigan national title team the last time they won it. And he, uh, he cleared the air for me, set me straight on this. He says Harbaugh is 58 years old right now. And Jim felt like this was his last shot to get a National Football League job. So he jumped at this Vikings opportunity that came his way. Went and interviewed yesterday. Left without getting a job offer. They're going to hire another white guy. And... You know, the, the Michigan captain, uh, former captain, telling me that this is not that big of a deal because Michigan, going into National Signing Day 2 yesterday, had already wrapped up a top 10 class with the first signing period that went on in December. They were not planning on doing a lot of business yesterday on Signing Day 2. What an odd story. Involving one very odd head coach in Jim Harbaugh. And that's the big take today. I mean, I'll answer your questions, not your insults. So, <laughs> Did I insult Harbaugh? <laughs> I don't think. 
All right, so I want to talk about Matthew Stafford and the Super Bowl opportunity that he's got coming up next week. Rams quarterback Matt Stafford is about to become the third Georgia Bulldogs quarterback to play in a Super Bowl. And this is uh, Super Bowl number 56. 56. This will be the third Georgia quarterback to play in the Super Bowl. The first was the one and only Zeke Bratkowski, who got mop-up duty behind Bart Starr with the Green Bay Packers in the very first Super Bowl. Zeke Bratkowski got in the game late. He he, He got an opportunity to throw one pass in the Super Bowl. Then along came the legendary Fran Tarkenton, who was the second Georgia quarterback to play in the Super Bowl. Fran started three Super Bowls during his Hall of Fame career. College football Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, NFL Most Valuable Player, nine-time Pro Bowler. Fran Tarkenton started three Super Bowls during his career. And now here comes Matt Stafford. He becomes the third Georgia quarterback all time to get the start and play in the Super Bowl. And you know what? Stafford has an opportunity to do something special, do something epic. And that is be the first Georgia quarterback to win a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback. Now, man, that's epic if you ask me. Talk about raising your brand to an all-time level. This would be it for Matthew Stafford. Huge uh, day coming up in the Super Bowl a week from Sunday. Now, yesterday I was made aware of a magazine that came out with the all-time Georgia team, and it included Aaron Murray as the greatest quarterback in Bulldog history. And it got me thinking about this. I regard Aaron Murray as one of the greatest quarterbacks to play at Georgia. Now, I I don't have Murray on my list as the best ever Georgia Bulldog quarterback. I've got him in the top five. I don't have Aaron Murray number one. I think the only way to come to that conclusion is looking purely at the stats, which which are, you know, I'm mind-boggling for for Aaron Murray from a certain perspective because they were really throwing it around there when he was he was there. So he he padded the stats for sure. But again, I'm not gonna. I don't know if I would consider him the greatest quarterback in Georgia history. Uh, for me, I would go with Fran Tarkenton, and it's because of all the things that that I listed when I brought him up just a moment ago. College Football Hall of Famer. Pro Football Hall of Famer. NFL Most Valuable Player. Nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback. Started three years for the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, look, back then, it was tough to get stats, brother, because they weren't throwing the ball around a heck of a lot. But I tell you what, if... If the Rams win Super Bowl 56 next weekend, to me, the greatest Georgia quarterback would become Matthew Stafford, in my opinion. And I look at the top five, and I've got great respect for Aaron Murray and what he was able to accomplish got great respect for uh, Eric Zier and what he was able to do. Uh, David Green, Matt Stafford, Fran Tarkington. 
And for me, the top five uh, greatest Georgia quarterbacks would be those guys. Fran Tarkington, Matt Stafford, Aaron Murray, Eric Zier, and David Green would be my top five all-time Georgia quarterbacks. And if you're wondering, hey, Blue, what about you? What have you? Uh, look, I, I don't consider myself one of the uh, Georgia's great, greatest all-time quarterbacks. You're at the top of the honorable mention list. I'm just honored to be to have my name brought up in the conversation when you're talking about these great quarterbacks that came through Georgia. That's enough for me. That and the national championship that we won back in 1980. So there's what I there's where I stand on that. By the way, this magazine, I uh, was made aware of this because two of my uh, one of my all time best friends, uh, Kevin Butler, was the all time greatest kicker on the all time Georgia team, and then his son, his son, uh, was named as the all time greatest punter, Drew Butler, on this magazine's all time Georgia team which I think is unbelievable, right? I mean, you got one family. You got the greatest kicker, the greatest punter. I mean, talk about amazing. That is absolutely amazing and really happy to see those guys get a little love. And, look, I'm sure somebody's going to go back and tell Aaron Murray, yeah, Baloo was, you know, you've been good to Baloo, and Baloo was tearing. No, I wasn't tearing down Aaron Murray. We've all got an opinion, and that was just mine. I've got Aaron as one of the top five all-time greatest quarterbacks at Georgia. That's not dissing anybody, in my opinion. All right, let's get to the Buck Blue Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey Auto. NBA, uh, the NBA's hottest team is in the ATL today. The Phoenix Suns sit there right now at 41-9, and best record in the NBA. They've won 11 games in a row. Tip-off tonight down at the farm, 730, and the Hawks are going to get some love. They're going to be on TNT tonight, 730 tip on that one. The Hawks are expecting to plug Trey Young back into the lineup tonight. Now, he's got a sore shoulder. He hadn't done much over the last couple of days. I think he got dinged up in the Laker game on Sunday afternoon. So they've been uh, resting, rehabbing the shoulder, and hoping that he can go tonight. So I would imagine what he does before the game, let's go out and check him out, see if he can uh, flexibility, can he shoot the rock, can he withstand another bump on the shoulder. All those things will come into play. But the Hawks expecting to get Trey Young back in there tonight after missing Monday's game to the Raptors with that sore shoulder. And the Hawks are going to need him tonight, the way the Suns are playing. And you look at the Suns' backcourt with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Holy cow, you betcha we need the all-star Trey Young back in there tonight. Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. The work is done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and very special offers. That mobile app I was telling you about, brought to you by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com, and you can download that fan app right now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Uh, the smart speaker listeners out there, that is brought to you by South Point Financial Services, the mortgage professionals, more at SPF spfs.com you can listen to the fan on amazon echo google nest apple homepod and more also the 10 o'clock hour on the fan sponsored by the haug law group you can't spell haug without the u the g 
and the A. More at HaugLawGroup.com. Big news out of Major League Baseball. We'll touch on that as it impacts the Atlanta Braves. Plus the NFL and the Super Bowl. More on that coming up next. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. You got the Buck Baloo Show on the fan, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. We appreciate you. And want to thank that caller that called up during the break, DT. And what did he say? Oh, just let us know or let you know he's doing a great job. He's enjoying the show. Man, I love that. Thanks so much. We appreciate you, man. 404-231-1680, the number you want to get in here. Pass along a compliment or two would be... Uh, be glad to hear some of that stuff, you know. Normally what you hear is the uh, the negative. It's a lot easier to get, like, likes and stuff on Twitter bashing someone than it is to say yeah. they're doing a good job. That so. guy stinks. Yeah, something along those lines. So it's nice to get a compliment or two along the way. Hope the boss is listening. All right, man, let's, uh, let's do that NFL top five thing. Speed it up a little. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top Five. All right, Buck, yesterday you dropped your first key for Super Bowl 56 coming up in, uh, what, like 10 days or so? What is your second key in Super Bowl 56? All right, key number two. It would involve, let's flip it over to the other side. We're talking about the L.A. Rams offense against the Bengals defense. To me, the Rams, when I've seen them play this year, the Rams have been most effective offensively when they've had some balance, when they've run the football effectively a little bit. So I think that's a key for the Rams winning the Super Bowl coming up a week from Sunday. Can they run it effectively with Sony Michelle, Cam Akers against that Bengals defense? Looking at the Bengals D, they are sort of mediocre against the run game. Middle of the pack, 
I think they're giving up a little over 100 yards a game during the regular season. But yeah, you don't look at the Bengals' D and say, man, they are tough against the run. You just don't see that. So I think uh, the Rams have a really good opportunity here. Not that I'm telling Sean McVay how to go about game planning for the game, but I do believe the more the Rams can run it effectively, the more explosive Stafford and these receivers will be. If they can run it with Sony Michelle and Cam Akers, if he can hold on to it, then Stafford's going to have a, an opportunity to have a huge day throwing the football and maybe leave the game as the most valuable player. 300-plus, three, four touchdown passes, most valuable player, win the Super Bowl. Throwing daggers to Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. So I, I say that is the uh, key number two for me. Can the Rams continue with this trend of having a little more balance offensively. Yeah, that make the offense definitely works out well when they're establishing the run. All right, Buck, if the Super Bowl is close, comes down to a field goal, which of these two teams' kickers do you want? I'm going with Money Mac. Yeah, he's been solid. Money Mac. He traded Evan McPherson. The Bengals place kicker, a rookie out of the Florida Gators program. The only kicker drafted in the 2021 draft. Fifth round, I believe it was. Evan McPherson has got the the nickname Money Mac. He is now trademarked that. I guess the clothing line coming out in Money Mac. Okay, all right. He's going to try to cash in. Capitalize while you can, But you look at him, man. He's 12 for 12 field goals in the playoffs. He hadn't missed one. 12 for 12. In some tough conditions, too. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, regular season, 28 of 33. So we're talking about 40 of 45 in this football season for Money Mac. I think the Bengals got a little flack drafting him. Some might say, quote unquote, early. And I think they had a post on Twitter after one of his number of game winning field goals said, That's why you draft a kicker. Look, Matt Gay hadn't been bad either. Seven for nine in the playoffs, 32 of 34 in the regular season. So he's 39 of 43 on the season. Not bad. Hey, if it comes down to a field goal, both these teams are confident that their guy's going to get the job done. If I had to pick one, I'd go Money Mac. There you go, Buck. Moving on to the head coaches in the NFL. There have been four hires so far. What have you thought about them? Well, I think they're all white. Yes, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah, coming off uh, the news of the racism lawsuit that came down that you know, can, can you blame me for looking at color here when we looked at the NFL hires after the big lawsuit news? You've noticed when you, yeah, when you. I mean, the Bears have gone with Eberflus, white dude. Who? Vikings have gone with O'Connell, white dude. Broncos going with Hackett, white dude. Raiders, Josh McDaniels, white dude. A lot of white guys getting hired. Whereas the league is 70% black. I think there's some more evidence that there is, you know, in this good old boys club they call the NFL owners, that there is something going on there. I wouldn't, mind seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing guys like Jim Caldwell. I'd love to see Brian Flores get another yeah. shot. A lot of Well, he's put himself candidates. out there, man. I mean, Flores, yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I, don't not think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen quickly, but I'd love to see it. Maybe in a few years. Right. 
Well, Buck, uh, speaking of great coaches, Bill Belichick had some kind words to say about Tom Brady. Your thoughts? Well, uh, look, he was, I guess, waiting to the last minute to throw a bouquet out there. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, he waited until Brady crossed the finish line before he threw the compliment out there that Brady, the best player in NFL history. I believe he went Lawrence Taylor before this. Now it's Tom Brady. And did you hear about Robert Kraft, the owner? No. Big news out in Beantown, Boston today. Reportedly, when Brady sent his Instagram post out announcing that he was retiring, there was only like one one line in there about the Patriots, and it was about the fan base. Reportedly, Kraft threw a temper tantrum ah. at the Patriots complex because Brady omitted the organization uh, in his retirement social media posts. So, yeah, you had a craft with a temper tantrum because of it. Those poor, unhappy billionaires. All right, Buck, other than Brian Flores, we talked about him a little bit, what black head coach was has been the worst firing you've seen? I think it's Jim Caldwell, who I think yeah. the world of. How does he not have a job right now? In the National Football League. Racism, I guess. Jim Caldwell, remember when he was with the Lions? His record was 36 and 28 when he got canned. That's spectacular in the history of the Detroit Lions. I mean, that is the best winning percentage since the 1950s with the Detroit Lions. And he also took him to two playoff appearances in four years. Jim Caldwell, how's he not have a job right now? I don't understand it. We had discussed him, uh, Nernie and I, about potentially a, a fit in Jag- in uh, Jacksonville, just some, a place that needs some stability. Jim Caldwell seems like that kind of stabilizing force for a, for a franchise. No doubt. Offensive guy, uh, quarterback whisperer as an assistant coach. Would be a great fit down there for Trevor Lawrence. Well, there's your top five. Yeah, there it is. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, sir. Now, I had Chris Mortensen on the show yesterday. Mort joins me every Wednesday here on the Buck Baloo Show, and we are lucky to have him, one of the all-time great NFL insiders. He's been covering the National Football League for 50 years, and he's saying that this Brian Flores lawsuit is the biggest thing to happen on his watch. Let's hear from Mort. My 50 years come after what Muhammad Ali did and the Olympics of 68. So I think it is. Uh, listen, uh, because this is a coach in Brian Forrest who I believe has shown he is a successful head coach, hard-driven. He was able to dig that team out of a hole. He refused to tank. And I know when we t- started talking about tanking, I think, Buck, we probably have touched upon it now and then. It boils my blood because I know coaches – and the people, the support staff, how hard they work every day through most of the year to win a game on Sunday or whatever day it is. And for an owner, if true, to suggest you go tank, uh, and you know, I knew how Brian Flores was going to respond to this. The reason why it's courageous is, yeah, he's in the prime of his coaching career. There are still jobs available. He's willing to do something that could cost him his career, and I think it is necessary. It, it's necessary not to – listen, 70% of the players are black in the NFL. I don't believe that 70% of the coaches in, in the NFL should be black. I think it should fall wherever it falls. 
but we can't deny that, you know, Lovey Smith, a black coach, was fired after a 10-6 season, and he took the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl during his time. So Brian Flores, to me, is putting his career on the line. And at the same time, as I've thought about it today, I think, listen, not all owners have this attitude. And, and I can't read into the hearts of owners. But, I, you know, I think it's courageous in that he's putting his career on the line. And I just have a feeling that maybe – that he will be a head coach in this league again. Maybe because of that, he was willing to take this courageous stand. And we'll see what happens. But I think it, I think it was necessary. It was a necessary conversation, and it has a lot of layers to it. So many layers that, Buck, we could have four hours and we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to cover it all. Yeah, we sure would. We got like 42 minutes. So great having Mort on every Wednesday. Hope you enjoy uh, his appearance on the show every week. And, want you to sign up for our 2022 Chili Dip Open. If you're a golfer, this is a great way to kick off your 2022 golf season. We'll be teeing it up at Bears Best Atlanta, one of my all-time favorite courses here in Metro Atlanta. And if your business, uh, if you want to jumpstart the year by reaching some of Atlanta's most active and affluent golf fans, then email golf at 680thefan.com and get some sponsorship information. Each sponsor is going to get an area by the tee box of a whole inclusion on all of the promos we run here on 680 The Fan and a foursome to play in the tournament. It's the Chili Dip Open benefiting First Tee Metro Atlanta Friday, February 25th at Bears Best, and it's brought to you by Ghost Coast Distillery. This Stuff Matters, Haug Law Group, Beaver Toyota, Georgia Hemp Company, and our great friends at PGA Tour Superstore. Let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, news coming down this morning. John Heyman, I believe, that uh, covers Major League Baseball, had this when he dropped that Behind the scenes, the lockout, the negotiations on a new collective bargaining agreement continue. And somebody must have leaked some information to Heyman because he believes that Major League Baseball will go universal with the designated hitter starting this season. So both leagues will be utilizing the designated hitter when we do get it cranked up here in the coming weeks. So how does that affect the Atlanta Braves? You look at their roster as it's constructed right now. And the most obvious designated hitter on the team would be Marcelo Zuna. I believe he's got three years left on that four-year deal that he signed before that unfortunate off-the-field issue last year where he did not play. Three years left on his deal with the Braves. Ozuna not exactly... Uh, the best defender in the outfield that you're going to see. One reason he's out there in left field when he has played outfield in the in the past. Uh, not as much room to cover. Not as many uh, throws to the bases where it's going to take a big arm. You know, he's uh, somewhat of a liability out in left field. But he can swing the bat, baby. And if he's going to stick with the Atlanta Braves, there was some talk after that unfortunate issue that happened off the field that Ozuna, his days were done as an Atlanta Brave. But the way uh, that unfortunate issue ended up in the courts, 
Uh, the Braves might have to, might be bringing Ozuna back. Well, if they do, you can plug him in right at the DH, and you've got your guy. If he somehow ends up on another team, might be a good time to re-up and sign Jorge Soler. Soler would be a great addition to this Braves team as a designated hitter. Boy, he is an all-time fan favorite with that bomb he hit in the World Series to ice it for the Atlanta Braves. That thing's still traveling, by the way. Jorge Soler. I think a lot of the Braves fans I bump into, they they want Soler back in that lineup, man. So we'll keep an eye on this. Ozuna looks like the top option at this point. If they can move him, maybe Soler signs an extension or a contract with the Braves, and they're able to go with him at that point. And there you go. That's us chopping it up. I've been waiting on this thing to come down. It just seems so odd through the years that you've got one league playing by one set of rules, and you got the other league in Major League Baseball. They're playing by a whole different set of rules. It just never did make any sense. In fact, I'm in favor of the DH. And it's because the game has changed so much. None of these guys that pitch, uh, hit in college, hit in the minor leagues, and then you're just going to hand them a bat when they get to the National League and say, get on up there and take some cuts, buddy. Against the, uh, the world's best pitchers, it just seems cray-cray to me. All right, let's hear from Kirby Smart. He joins us. Well, we're going to hear from Kirby. He doesn't really join us on the show. But you're going to hear from Kirby Smart right now on the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, first nine, like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, the media had a chance to hang out with Kirby Smart yesterday after the Bulldogs wrapped up this 2022 signing class. Got some more big-time players yesterday, including Kristen Miller who I was telling you about on the show yesterday, a defensive lineman out of Cedar Grove High School here in Metro Atlanta. And yesterday, Kirby was asked about Miller signing the deal. Chris Miller's a worker. He's one of the most impressive kids in terms of leadership I've seen at this age. He, he willed and, and pushed that Cedar Grove team to uh, success. And uh, I value that. I value that seeing the kids leaving here. Um, that were just in the last class. So I'm excited about what he can do. Yeah, that is uh, one awesome defensive line group that they signed in this 2022 class. That's got to be the best in the country that they were able to put together. All right, let's hear more from Kirby, uh, whether he's excited about this recruiting class they put together. we got 19 mid-year enrollees who have been very impactful uh, in, in adding depth to our roster, but as they begin to work out and go through our um, academics, our equipment staff, our nutrition staff, our player development staff, everybody has commented about this group. Yeah, and it looks like it is a uh, top five class. Number three, 24-7 sports had Georgia with the third best class 
this year. Uh, let's hear more from Kirby Smart. He, believe it or not, and I'm sure a lot of fans are going to be surprised to hear this, but he says winning the Natty had very little impact on what they're able to get done with this class. I really don't think winning the national championship like moves the needle in terms of one kid's decision or the other. Uh, it just might get you in the conversation. Um, kids today are, are obviously worried about you know other things outside of just winning a national championship. Ten years ago, it was probably a bigger deal than it is today where they put their, uh, they put their weight in other categories. All right, one more Kirby Smart here as far as the NIL. It's getting a lot of publicity, especially with Jimbo Fisher. Uh, just losing his mind uh, yesterday with a little rant. We're going to give you some of that before the end of the show. But uh, Kirby's saying if a player, if his top priority in recruiting is what kind of money he can get in his hands with the NIL deal, then that's probably not the guy they're looking for. You're probably recruiting the wrong guy if that's all they're making their decision based on. So I think a lot of colleges are having to look inside out at who they recruit and why they recruit them because 10% of these kids we're all going to recruit. They're the, they're the best of the best. It's the next group that you better be careful who you're recruiting because they're going to make up a majority of your roster. All right, now, Kirby, uh, that was on a conference call, the media session yesterday after National Signing Day. That was not here on the station. But I'll tell you what, if Kirby did join the Buck Ballou show today, he would have done it on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. What's up, Buck? And that is brought to you by Hobson and Hobson Divorce and Custody Firm. Are you brave enough to take the first step? Visit areyoubraveenough.com to schedule a consultation. All right, coming up next, you're going to hear Jimbo Fisher go a little bit nutty. And I'll drop some other news, too. Coming up next, Buck Ballou Show here on The Fan, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. Hey, everybody, Buck Ballou here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the vice president, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout metro atlanta jim ellis automotive where you can always expect the best in today's fast-paced world your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are solutions like free business checking from lge community credit union free online and mobile banking no minimum balance required plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance at lge we're a smarter way to bank see what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org no monthly maintenance fees other service fees such as nsf overdraft wire and stop payment fees still apply not all businesses will qualify membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a five dollar minimum balance required the buck blue show on the fan 10 to 11 monday through friday we appreciate you hanging out with us being a part of the show Want to take some calls this segment, too. 404-231-1680, the number. 
Want to jump in here. Whether it's about Jim Harbaugh going back to Michigan or about Matthew Stafford with an opportunity to be the first Georgia quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And this is Super Bowl number 56, man. I mean, we've been doing it for a little while. Trey Young back to face the Suns tonight. Hopefully we're going to see him back in the lineup. The racism story out of the National Football League. DH out of Major League Baseball reportedly is going to be back. Got a lot of hot buttons out there. And want you to be a part of the show. DT will get you lined up. 404-231-1680, the number. Let's hit a college football nugget. Mm, tasty. <laughs> Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, so I'm looking at the 24-7 sports 2022 recruiting class team rankings. And at the top of the list, Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies. They signed 29 high school football players, seven of them five-star rated. Alabama 2, Georgia 3, Ohio State 4, Texas 5. And Jimbo Fisher yesterday, boy, he went off at his signing day press conference. Apparently just fueled or angry by some of the things that his competitor Nick Saban and also Lane Kiffin have said leading into signing day. I'm guessing Fisher was insinuating that Saban and Kiffin uh, were were spreading these lies that Texas A&M used the name, image, and likeness money, contract, and deals to fuel their success in this particular recruiting class. That they were talking to these five-star players about how much money they could make by coming to play for the Aggies. And yesterday, Jimbo Fisher was attacking him. Multiple people got NIL issues. It's funny, when Nick Saban said his quarterback got an $800,000 deal, it was wonderful. Now it ain't wonderful no more, huh? But ours, at, ours we ain't got that. Ours are on record what comes up. We ain't doing all them big deals. There ain't nothing on our place we know of. That's funny when you do it. It's hippie. And then we gripe about the transfer portal, and you, take, you guys take more than everybody. What's about that? And what goes on? The hypocrisy is a joke. It's an absolute joke, and it's insulting to, uh, to our staff, how hard we work, to how we do things. It's insulting to Texas A&M because there ain't a better place to go to school and play ball. We don't like it. We're coming on. Get used to it. Oh, woo, look out. Here comes Texas A&M, baby. Nick Saban shaking in his boots. Lane Kiffin, no way. You're going to win the West with A&M now. They're rocking and rolling. Saban saying that, look, we don't, we don't talk about what you can get. We do show what some of the current players are getting with the NIL. But it's not a promise to the incoming recruits. And Jimbo didn't like it too much. Jimbo says uh, the Aggies get used to them being around, knocking off Alabama, taking down Alabama, winning the West in the coming years. This rivalry heated up a little bit, it seems like. Let's bring on Michael, who joins us on the Fan Buck Baloo Show. Michael, supporting Jimbo's comments. Michael, what do you think about this, man? 
I I love what Jimbo's doing. Not maybe so much Buck and style in the form of delivery, but he's right. Nick Saban is being very hypocritical here. He's the one just that this past summer was bragging on a one million dollar NIL deal his quarterback had. Nick Saban is just going to have to deal with it. This is a new age. NIL is going to rule, and there's a lot more money in Texas than there is in Birmingham and Tuscaloosa. So it's just a new sign of the times in college football. Keep up the good work, Buck. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, Jimbo firing back, man. This this thing's heating up a little bit, right? You got Nick Saban at Alabama. He's used to winning the West almost every year, except when Auburn gets in the way or maybe LSU rises up. But here come the Aggies. They've often said that program's a sleeping giant over there in College Station. Jimbo getting hot, man. I think it's funny. It, it is sort of funny for my seat right here, and it makes for great audio. And I'm sure that there are sports talk radio shows all over the country that are playing that Jimbo Fisher rant that we just played and getting a little laugh out of it today, too. Joe joins us on the fan, Buck Baloo Show. Hello, Joe. Hey, Buck, how you doing? Man, we're doing well. How about you? Good. I had this burning question for the last two weeks or so when it was obvious A&M was more than likely going to get the number one class. And if, and if they ain't selling something, you know, off the griddle here to get kids to go there, what's the big attraction with an 8-4 and four team that had one quality win? I wanted to ask you that question for two weeks now, so yeah. I'll up and listen. Okay. Hey, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, well, Jimbo would say, look at the atmosphere. One of the best atmospheres in college football. One of the great fan bases in all of football, Texas A&M. Kyle Field, when you take the field playing for the Aggies, the house is going to be rocking. And it is. That is, uh, I hadn't seen it in person, but... Uh, from afar, it certainly looks like uh, one of the best atmospheres out there. So I'm sure Jimbo sells it. The support, the Aggie fan base, one of the greatest in college football. And, you know, these these recruits, they want to play in front of a passionate fan base. I think Kirby probably sells a little of that when it comes up at Georgia. Alabama, they've had, a, they've had an awesome fan base, too. They've turned up the heat under Nick Saban. As far as going into Tuscaloosa as an opponent and trying to win their hostile environment. But I, I guarantee you Jimbo Fisher selling that out at Texas A&M. Tim joins us on the Buck Baloo Show. Want to talk Georgia quarterbacks. Tim, what's your take on that? Yeah, man. Uh, Going to give you – how you doing, Buck? Man, we're doing well. What would you make of my top five Georgia quarterbacks? Uh, that's exactly what I was calling about. Um, I'm going to uh, disagree with you. I'm going to say that the, the two best Georgia quarterbacks are not even in your top five, and that's Buck Ballou and Stetson Bennett because you guys won national titles, and that's what really it all comes down to, right? Yeah, and look, Stetson – ha- how's, how's that for a compliment? Well, uh, look, we appreciate you, man. And I, <laughs> as I mentioned during the rant, I'm just – I don't consider myself one of the great quarterbacks in Georgia history, but I'm honored when somebody does bring my name up in the conversation. One of the best, but Stetson's got the stats and the national championship. So he's got both of them. I only had one, the national champion. I didn't have the stats to go along with it, but I sure had a lot of fun. And let me just tell you, too, coming out of Valdosta High as a teenager looking to play college football, 
and a big fan of college football, especially in the Deep South, all the great programs, all the great players. I was following all of that growing up in Valdosta. I never once thought about the stats. I just wanted to win. That's what the focus was. And I, look, all these guys want to win. I'm not saying that that any of these guys didn't want to win. They were all about the stats. But I don't ever remember thinking, you know, if if only Coach Dooley opened up this offense, I'd, I might be able to put up Fran Tarkenton numbers. Well, wait a minute. I, I sort of had the same numbers as Fran did. Neither one of us really were throwing that ball around. It was just a sign of the times. I mean, it didn't open up at Georgia until Eric Zier showed up on campus. And then it all changed as far as throwing the football around. Anyway, that's that. That is that. Time for the final word. And the final word today is want to give you a heads up and selfishly promote Bucks Beat the Podcast, Episode 49, will drop tomorrow. And my guest on the show will be Jay Feely. Now you're hearing and seeing Jay on the NFL on CBS. When you're seeing Jim Nance and Tony Romo, you're also hearing from Jay Feely during these big-time games that Nance and Romo are calling. Jay Feely, a former Atlanta Falcon kicker and a golf partner years ago. He's living out on the left coast now. Looking forward to having Feely on as the podcast will be a Super Bowl showdown. So I wanted to give you the heads up on that. I want to thank my great sponsor to uh, Mickey Himes and the GetMickey.com team at Keller Williams, sponsoring Bucks Beat Podcast. Mickey is a Lake Lanier expert, and they specialize also in Homes Up 400. Call 678-341-7474 and get answers. Or you can go to GetMickey.com, click, and get answers there, too. That's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you'll be back tomorrow. 10 to 11 here on The Fan. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Thank you, Buck. Hey, everybody. Buck Blue here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the vice president, Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.